Nicole Small, and I'm running for Detroit City Council at large. Please share your Detroit background and relationship to Detroit. Your history of being a Detroiter. Born and raised in Detroit, right here in this district, uh, Northwest Side. I actually grew up in Bagley, so Curtis and Wyoming area. Um, native Detroiter, I love my city. I have had so many opportunities to leave, and I've decided to stay. And my relationship is, is that I believe Detroiters are salt of the earth people. Also, I know that this city is a jewel, and the problem is we have too many people who are exploiting and taking advantage of the jewel, um, which has brought me to become a lot more active in the forefront um, around issues of inequity. I've always been involved in my community, and it's important that we help each other, and I understand the importance of that. I understand the importance of shared information, and also I have seen the city go through its ups and downs. Um, but I believe in it. I believe that we can have um, more equity, more opportunities and resources for Detroiters who are so often overlooked. Tell the story of what led you to run for office. So it was a uh, took quite a bit of time to actually come to the decision. Um, but with my background of being involved in the community, um, Actually watching like so many others growing up, how they take care of their neighborhoods and take pride in this city. And when you go and you travel and you hear people like how they talk about Detroit and, you know, it's the motor city. But more importantly, you know, Detroiters are this, Detroiters are that. Um, now you see a shift and, and you see a change in the narrative. Um my brother, he owned a business downtown on Joseph Campo and Atwater, and he was illegally displaced back in 2017. Um, rent was paid up and everything, and I watched the court system. I watched this administration uh, support gentrification, even for those who were paying to be here, and it just sparked something in me. So instead of being in the background and helping others, I stepped up out front. Um, we did a lot of organizing, protesting. Um, it did receive quite a bit of media attention. And uh, for me, I continued on. I wanted to be a part of the change um, around policies that were uh, disenfranchising our community. And with that said, then I decided one day to run for Detroit City, Con I mean, Charter Commission. And the reason why I ran for that is because of how I found out about it. Um, I heard that the mayor was trying to or keep it quiet and organize some people who uh, would support so-called his agenda, right? And I said, enough is enough. They've taken so much from this city. And I said, I want to be a part to make sure that they are not able to take our city's constitution. So I've been doing that for three years. Um, it's been a long time and people have asked me to run. But I was more so focused on building a black political apparatus. And what I did realize is that, A, it's humbling for people to say they need you. But B, we have a short window of opportunity to be able to uh, regain our power, but also to retain what is left. That's why I'm running to put Detroiters first, to make sure we have shared and equitable development. Um, that resources that come into this city, like CARES Act funds, like this ARP funding, um, other federal dollars and public dollars actually go towards benefiting Detroiters and not just corporate interests. What is your understanding of the duties of the office you are running for? 
Um, first and foremost, you should be a public servant to the people. Um, you should represent the best interests of the people. Uh, they are the legislative body, so you can create policies, but more importantly, implement and enforce policies that are already in the in existence. Um, last but not least, the most important outside of representing the people is to make sure that you have checks and balances when you're controlling the purse strings of this city. And uh there's been a significant failure in doing that. Are you familiar with and what is your position on the Detroiters Bill of Rights? Yeah, so we worked uh, quite extensively uh, with them on a charter commission. And one thing I am definitely so proud of is the way that they pulled people who ultimately they all have the same goal and the same vision which is to make sure that we have more fair and equitable practices in government and shared resources. But I love the fact that some of them are more focused on maybe water, someone else maybe on housing, um, right, immigrant rights, uh, over-policing, things of that issue. But just because maybe that's your focal point doesn't mean that you don't care about the other things going on. And they came together to share in making sure that they challenge the opposition and that they have real change, impactful change in the city. So it was great working with them on a host of revisions. What is your position on water shutoffs and water affordability in the city of Detroit? So I have worked with a couple of different um, water uh, justice organizations over the years. I absolutely support the tiered income-based program. We have to do something to ensure that Detroiters have access to water. And I think that this plan that has been presented um, is the best for Detroit because not only would it allow to ensure that Detroiters have access to water, but more importantly, it would generate tens of millions of dollars of revenue and jobs for Detroiters. That's a win all the way around. How would you enhance Detroit's neighborhoods and which neighborhoods would be your priority? Any specific one? The ones that have been overlooked. So let me just be honest. What we have seen in the so-called resurgence is not a resurgence to the neighborhoods, but more importantly, not to those who are not more influ affluent. Um, or those who have been deemed to be a part of these new streetscapes. What I would do is, number one, if it was me, I would prioritize the needs of Detroiters. We didn't need tens of millions of dollars spent on bike lanes in 2015. We needed sidewalks repaired. We needed more adequate lighting for safety issues. We needed trees trimmed that are almost touching the houses or falling on houses or lifting up sidewalks. Um, so when it comes to neighborhoods, and also we need our money back in the home repair program, you know, not alone, but for a grant for those who are in need. If you support Detroiters um, around their needs and where you see that it's having significant impact and negativity, then you know what, maybe you would mitigate the amount of blight that you have if you ensure they have access to those dollars. Um, and also when it comes to neighborhoods, one thing that I rarely hear about is how we need to bring jobs to the neighborhoods. We have a lot of development in this city. Number one, we should ensure that the Detroiters who are being directly impacted by that development are actually included in a conversation and that they have access to some of these jobs. So when it comes to neighborhoods, prioritizing what they need. But first and foremost, we have to take a look at those who have not received any love, let me say that, you know, and probably in eight years or more. What is your plan and position on abandoned properties like schools throughout the city of Detroit owned 
by the land bank authority. So schools, the one that we actually own and have access to, there have been several organizations and one that I want to speak to first and foremost, there's um, a young lady over in District 6 who has done some phenomenal work um, around sex trafficking and Previously, and I don't remember the year, so please excuse me. They used to have a facility off the boulevard where they would, um, it would be a safe haven for young women who were victims and being targeted for sex trafficking. We need to take one of the schools and reestablish that program. First and foremost, um, we often hear about sex trafficking being used as a political prop during campaign season, but here it is, we've had ample opportunity to implement a solution to impede the problem, and we don't see that. When it comes to other access to land, I will never support the land bank hoarding properties of when you have Detroiters who have been maintaining either the empty lots or um, have been making sure that they secure uh, the homes that are abandoned for year after year, not allowing them to have access to it. I would ensure that they have a priority to, the, to having access to those parcels. What's your definition of police reform? Do you feel it's needed in Detroit? If so, in what ways? What is your position on facial recognition technology? So police reform is uh, reallocating uh, funding and taking a look, in my opinion, at how effective the departments that we have within the police, within public safety are for Detroiters. Um, yes, I support police reform. And what I would take a look at is, listen, we keep increasing this budget. And instead of safety going up, crime is going up. So where do we need to reallocate those dollars to ensure that we're creating safer neighborhoods? Um, that's my position on it. As far as surveillance, um, do you feel any safer in Detroit since 2017? Because I sure don't. And they've spent more than $30 million on this whole surveillance technology. And I don't support it. It's just compromises on um, the constitutional rights of Detroiters to have technology, to spend so much money on technology that has more than a 70% error rate of identifying the vast majority of Detroiters because it has an error rate of identifying black people, then no, I can never support that. They would never try this in any other community. Um, but unfortunately, Detroit has become the path to least resistance and that needs to change and it needs to change with real leadership. What do you see as the future of Detroit? If Detroiters come together and take advantage of, again, this small window of opportunity to have impactful change, I see more of us leading and controlling our own narrative, which is important. I see more needs of Detroiters who are often overlooked being met. Um, I see a more equitable government. And I can't stress that enough how the scales are severely unbalanced right now. Um, if we don't get it right this year in 2021, I can just about guarantee you what we have seen now will pale in comparison to what's to come. Um, it will be an extreme takeover. Um, and I don't know if what I consider to be the asset, asset, assets to be the jewel of the city will even be left for us to even have access to. Um, and I'm severely concerned. Why should Detroiters vote for you? I'm committed to ensuring that I share information first and foremost. Um, 
I can't tell you how heartbreaking it is to go across this city in all seven districts. A lot of people don't even know that it's an election. Most of them don't even know who we sold to stay fairgrounds to. All we hear is Amazon. I'm saying, no, they didn't sell it to Amazon. They sold it to Ross Perot's company in Texas. You know, these things are important. They don't know how they're, they've sold Herman Kiefer for pennies on a dollar and then 300 more parcels to the same man who doesn't live here. And I'm saying we're giving away city assets only to turn around when Detroiters say, I need my sidewalk fixed or I need this in my neighborhood and it's an actual need. Well, how are we going to find the money? You know, you can't provide relief to Detroiters who have been overtaxed. Yet I submitted a resolution to city council over a year ago saying to start giving us tax credits, you know, incrementally to pay off what you owe us. And then we still can contribute to paying the difference of our taxes every year. No one cares. I do care. But not only will I do more than vote a vote no on something that's against the interest of the people, I am fully committed to bring those solutions to the table. And the solutions are simply opportunities for Detroiters. I won't support a contractor who tells me, well, if you give me the contract, I'll hire Detroiters. I'll support a contractor who can show me they've already hired some Detroiters on the payroll. You know, I won't support selling the Broadhead um, Armory building for $300,000 to a Detroit parade company that's comprised of 12 white men, three white women, and one sister who doesn't even live in the city of Detroit, when the property is worth more than $7 million, I will support making sure that we have some Detroit developers who have access to purchasing that property. So I'm committed to making sure we put Detroiters first.